Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Merchandise today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers are facing hell on earth as their final battle begins. Caddy tried to save Donnie Splinter, but couldn't get to him in time. Red murdered Donnie in front of her feline friend, though he begged her not to, and Richter watched an eye appear in the sky as blood rain began to pour down. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. On the day Doom came to Helmfirth, the sky darkened and began to rain blood. If you were looking up at the time, uh, you would, of course, uh, feel the, the light pitter-patter of, of uh, liquid hitting your face before you realized um, that it was off, before you tasted the, the iron metallic tang of blood. Uh, but if you managed to squint through it and, and really focus as uh, old man Richter was that day, um, you could occasionally see things in the clouds, things that would drive uh, a more sane person uh, to the depths of, of insanity. But luckily or unluckily for him, old man Richter had seen some shit. And thus the, uh, the occasional dark form of what could be a tentacle or a fin and uh, what looked uh, through a brief cloud break like it might be uh, the iris of a massive eye. Uh, 
are, you know, business as usual for, for your current mental state, good sir. Um, that said, um, the, uh, the air feels electric to you. And of course, you, you know that uh, the epicenter is, is your home of Helmfirth. Um, as the, uh, the blood begins to rain from the skies, um, uh, Caddy, uh, you've just witnessed um, uh, your old pal Tracy uh, commit some violence uh, and are, are not, not doing great. Um, I'm curious, uh, given that you're kind of stuck with, with her and, and Richter, where, where do you think, like, what is, what is Caddy's like safe space right now? Like where, where do you, do you go to like feel better about this knowing that, you know, there's not a whole lot of options. His safe space has become Richter. I don't even think he'd say anything. I think he'd just go out into like the blood rain and jump up onto Richter's shoulder and just like sit next to his head. Well, I mean, Richter would <laughs> immediately infer this as an attack because this is some kind of <laughs> oh, hellish no. imp trying to trick us. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So Richter, go ahead and roll me a, uh, we'll go with a dodge um, okay. for this. Well, that's an 83, so I'm sure that's not going to cut the mustard. No, it's not. I had to roll under 15. <laughs> All right. Um, Caddy, you, you land safely on, on Richter's uh, shoulder. Richter, you, you attempt to, to grab the cat, but your blood-slicked hands um, run through the fur um, as uh, the rain begins to intensify. Yeah, just, ah, monster! <laughs> Can't quite Yeah, there are you. a lot of monsters in the sky, but you, you can pet me if it'll help you stay calm. I, uh, I, 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 I may do that, actually. Um, this is, uh, this is unlike anything I have ever seen before. Und- I was in a ghost tummy earlier. So this is also weird, but not necessarily bad. This seems pretty bad. Uh, I would say... Raining blood is never good in in any sort of measure. Well, didn't they do that back in like the Moses time? Are you referring to the story of uh, Moses, let my people go? All of yeah, this didn't it rain blood then? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe it was quite bad when it rained blood. I don't know. Maybe Maybe there's like a lot of people who are getting set free by God. No, I believe Moses... I'm not going to have this conversation with the cat right now. Uh, Red, uh, Red, (laughs) we need to get to Helm first. Um, Do not look at the sky. You step out um, into the the little uh, sort of overhang um, uh, of the the motel door um, to see Richter and um, Caddy uh, sort of standing in in a a red rain. Um, Honestly, it kind of matches your mood. In a lot of ways, mm-hmm. this is a real, like, this matches your vibe right now. But, um, yeah, kind of concerning. Yeah, a little bit. Um, she's, uh, okay, she's just going to kind of give, like, a, uh, and just stride out into the rain. Uh, approach these two, just be, uh, and, uh, goddamn, ten plagues of Egypt up in here. Get in the car. We're going... I think we have to go to the church, Richter. It, uh, 
Yes, that makes sense to me. That that would be a good start. Yeah. It's Richter. where this all started. Yeah. Richter, whispers Caddy. And if you look, you see Caddy like lean over and put a paw up as though to block his mouth from where it could be heard by Red and be like, I don't know if we should trust Tracy. She's murdering people. She's bad. Uh, Caddy, I want you to to look around you and um, just take a moment to kind of reflect on some of the things you have said just in the past few moments. The blood rain being good, uh, the woman who protects us being bad. Um, but when did the blood rain start? Just now. She shot a guy right now. I did not cause this, Adrian. And even if she did, we would really want to be on her side, small animal. No, you have to stop the bad things. That's what I learned from her back in the day. And we are going to stop the bad things, Adrian. Listen to me. Some things have changed very much, and some things have not. And I promise you, we are still on the good side. Now, we need to get in the car. So uh, you're te- wait, wait. You're telling me you've never killed a good person. You've only killed really bad people. You kind of see her war with herself for a second when she's like, do I tell the truth or do I get us in the car? And uh, she's going to say, of course, I've never killed a good person, Adrian. Who do you think I am? Claire, go ahead and roll me a fast talk, please. Mm-hmm. Do you need me to roll anything, Tom? Is this an opposed? Um, I mean, there's no like <laughs> trusting skill. It's just spot hidden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a success. Okay. Um, Ryan, you can roll me an edu. Okay, yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> it's a hard success. Um, you you know that she's she's trying to get you out of the rain, um, but you can also see that her intent does seem to be um, virtuous in this case. So I think you're you're a little conflicted because it's like you can tell she's not telling you the whole truth, but it also doesn't seem like she just goes around murdering. She doesn't seem like a serial killer, which is good news. That that's that's progress. If you're staying on Richter, he's getting in the car. Oh yeah, I think he just ride him at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I will warn you, your car is mighty fucked up uh, from your, your right. battle with the mobsters, so you might need uh, a new set of wheels. Uh, is there an empty car in the parking lot? Uh, unfortunately, the, the car in the parking lot has left. The only one that's uh, left is there's an, an old classic, uh, sort of like a, uh, clearly it, it's like a, a, a workmanly vehicle, but there's an old classic car out behind uh, the manager's office. It's Stephen King's car? Stephen King's car, yes. We're going right, to steal okay. Stephen King's car. Okay. Um, so um, as you, um, uh, are you going to, how would you like to try and steal the car? Um, do you want to like go try and get the keys from the office? Do you want to try and hotwire it? What's your plan? Um, uh, I don't know if I have a hot wiring skill. Uh, Gone with a mechanical repair or drive, depending on. Yeah, it'd probably be a a mechanical repair at this point. Also, keeping in mind that, like, you know, cars cars were kind of (laughs) rough at that point. Okay, then I'm going to go get the keys from Stephen King, because neither of those skills are good for me. Understood. Um, All right, so um, you approach the door uh, to find it is locked, as he he did when he left and closed the blinds. Mm -hmm. Um, You can hear um, a a radio cranked up uh, pretty loud inside. Uh, What do you do? uh, I'm going to shoot the lock open. 
Damn. All right. No half measures. Nope. Um, you uh, level your your pistol at the door. Um, uh, Caddy, would you be trying to help her? Do you think, or are you still cagey about murder? Red? I think if he knows she's going to steal a nice man's car and then shoot at a door, he's not on team. Help this woman. <laughs> yep. Understood. He would probably follow to try to prevent her from murdering Stephen King, which he would think is 50, 50 possible based on her track record of shooting through doors. Gotcha. I like that um, you're basically like a nice character who's shown up at the end of like an evil character playthrough of a video game. Just being like, wait, what do you mean? And it's like, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard and everything's come down to this. And you're like, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're just any Star Trek character who ends up in a weird hellish future state. Yeah. It's um, like a virtuous Wesley Crusher appears at the finale of Nemesis. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Maybe he's nice. Maybe make friends with Shinzon. I don't know. Um, He just needs a dad. (laughs) He was born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. Um, (laughs) Eight layers deep on Tom Hardy jokes. Um, We are Venom. Okay, so you shoot the the door, uh, and inside you just hear, ah! Um, and uh, sound of uh, breaking glass, um, and uh, you you boot open the door um, to find a, you know, a small kind of well-appointed office. the uh, the back window is shattered, uh, and uh, you can see uh, uh, definitely not famed off- author Stephen King, like just fucking booking it, uh, mm-hmm. just like running running away. Um, which is good news for you, um, but uh, but bad news for him because now he's going to get rained on, uh, which is a bummer. Womp 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 womp. Um, but such good material for his next eighteen books, um, which he'll write next week. The office is small, um, somewhat cramped, and uh, he's got a, a radio, um, which is the nicest thing in the office um, that is uh, cranked on. And through it, um, Red, you can hear the uh, sort of uh, dulcet tones of a, of a, a radio host. Uh, it would seem that um, uh, Stephen King had uh, set his radio to, to an off frequency channel. So there's a lot of static. Um, in modern times, we'd kind of recognize this as like a pirate radio station, like someone who's, who's managed to kind of set up some gear. Um, and um, you can uh, just hear uh, an announcer saying like, uh, well, hi there, people of Helmfirth. This is Devin Boyce, the voice. And uh, I know I've proclaimed doom has come to our town several times, but uh, I think this might be it, folks. Listen, I've, I've had a lot of close calls. A lot of things have tried to kill me and I've come out the stronger, but... Uh, well, <clears throat> it's snowing here right now, and uh, that's not uh, not something that's too common around a blood rain. Pretty sure I saw some uh, massive winged creatures descending on our uh, beloved downtown, possibly hoping to do some shopping of the uh, deadly variety. And of course, the port is just crawling with uh, strange amphibious creatures, fish crawling out of the sea just like they did back in the day if the scientists are be to be believed so folks all i'm saying is if you believe in a higher power the voice is suggesting that you might want to start praying because if that worm creature in town square has got anything to say about it we are all well and truly and then the radio cuts out town square right not the church we must get to the town square Right, we have to go right towards the giant death worm. Yeah, no one else is armed with the knowledge and experience that we have. We yeah. have the responsibility to protect Helmfort. Mystery punchers, yeah! 
and she's going to start looking for the keys. Um, you find them pretty easily. Okay. Um, you know, he, he didn't expect people to shoot off his door handle and or rob him and uh, beat a hasty retreat. Um, so you get the keys and um, you pile into the uh, admittedly a uh, pretty nice car. Um, if uh, it's a bit older, but it is incredibly well, well maintained. Look uh, very at home uh, in like, you know, Batman, the animated series Gotham, just like a real nice kind of art deco car, but also um, read to your kind of uh, joy um, heavy. Like this thing is, is just a fucking classic heavy ass car. So you actually have a little bit of weight now in case uh, you run into any more further troubles. Nice. Um, you all pile into the car. Um, there are of course no seat belts because there wouldn't be um, I was on the verge of making a caddy looking for seatbelt joke and then realized, no, it's not going to happen. Um, Richter, um, you're still pretty sure Caddy's a demon. Red, uh, you realize that uh, you're both disappointing and scaring your your young friend. And Caddy, um, <laughs> you've, you've got one friend in the car, and uh, you're concerned that that Red might be the cause of all of this. Uh, what the fuck do you all talk about on the way to Helmford? I feel like Red is driving, and her both of her hands are like tight 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 around the wheel um and her knuckles are white and she's keeping her gaze straight ahead um but after a few couple minutes that you can tell that she's really trying to figure out what to say like you said what the hell do you say uh she's just gonna say uh eddie caddy i realize that this is not how you wish to be resurrected shall we say and i realize that this must be very confusing and frightening for you and i apologize this is far from ideal for me as well but you have to understand that you have come back under egregious circumstances and there are going to be things that happen in the next I don't know how long that you're not going to understand, but I promise two things that you will, and I will protect you. Does that make sense? Can you promise you're not going to do anything bad to any good people? I promise I'm not going to do anything bad to any good people, honey. Are you lying? Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through Five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, doms, and dragons. No. Okay. Okay, so there's like a little bit of Tracy in there. We just got to try to rehabilitate the gun part of you. We're not... That person, Adrian, is gone. She's been gone a long time, and you left with her. And you have to understand that I've been dealing with a very different you for quite a while. So we're both going to have to come to terms with who we are now. 
Okay, I, I kind of want to split this into two things. Um, one, but I came back, so old you could come back. Uh, and two, what was different me like? <laughs> She's genuinely trying to find the words. Um, big hearted, honey. Oh. And protective and kind and maybe didn't understand things as well as you sh- you could have or you do now but you were loved understand that okay well if you're not gonna do bad things to good people and you could still have guns because there's clearly monsters. Uh, and he just like points up to the sky out the window. I think he's sitting on Richter's lap. <laughs> Richter is just unfortunately stuck in the middle of this conversation. He's like, then you can maybe be be a hero like like the shadow or whatever. You know what, Adrian? I don't think I've ever been called a hero in my life. Well, that's because you also killed good people. So you have to stop doing that and then you'll be a hero again. She's going to kind of flick Richter, Richter a look in the, the rear view mirror like, and you've got that, a, that, that's all I got. That's all I got, bud. And you've got a science butler, he says, and he reaches back and pets Richter's face with one hand, <laughs> like one little paw. On that and note, Richter, is there anything in that head of yours that's going to help us right now? Yeah, I was wondering when we would get to talk about the giant demonic eldritch worm emerging sorry, from Richter. the center of town. I was I wondering had, I had to priorities make sure, were that. I had to make sure that this one wasn't going to leap in front of anything. See, the, the fun thing is Tracy's different, but you're the same. So talk to me, Richter. What are we going to do? Uh, Tom, yo, based on all the knowledge I have amassed over the course of this adventure and perhaps prior to this, do I know what's going on at all? Um, is this some sort of foretold rapture? Give me that uh, we're looking at. Give me some of that sweet, sweet, uh, either mythos or occult. Either one will do. My choice, I think I'll end up choosing. Ooh, that's a really good role, regardless. Um, oh, where did I put my, oh, my mythos is at 51 and I don't know what the other like tiers of it are. So I'm just going to go with a cult because I've got it broken down here because that would be an extreme success. Extreme success. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, Richter, based on, um, reading, uh, the Necronomicon, um, and also I think realistically, and part of the reason I asked you, uh, if you wanted mythos or a cult is I think. This lives as much in your understanding of the occult as it does in your understanding of the mythos specifically. Um, but uh, from what you you know of, of the goal of the inheritors in uh, in the Entombed Eye and the Gotham Crown within Helmfirth uh, and the ley lines and kind of uh, the town being a, a nexus where the uh, the fabric between um, kind of our world and and the the darker, more ancient ones beyond uh, is somewhat thinner. Uh, it would seem that despite the various setbacks um, that the uh, the inheritors uh, succeeded to some extent in, in their goals, which is strange. Um, I don't think you would clock this necessarily, but it is an extreme success. It is strange given how much disruption y'all have caused to that. Um, yeah. The mayor is dead. 
And so is Donnie Splinter. So it's odd that this has happened. That's something you'll probably need to sort out. But, you know, history and particularly the history of the occult is rife with stories of people meddling and of, of people trying to thin thin the veil. So this to you seems like whatever uh, whatever could do that has done it. And that uh, very likely um, all these sort of eldritch horrors are beginning to seep into our reality, likely drawn to Helmfirth like a beacon. Um, from your from the uh, the radio program you caught from the the last broadcast of the Voice, um, you have also heard that there are a number of strange things happening now in Helmfirth, and it would seem that everything. And weirdly, I think like there's a bit of giddiness in this for you, despite how horrific it is. Um, but with your mental mm. reserves worn down, or sanity, so yeah, yeah sure. Um, it's like it's everything you and and Benny were like. If if you and Benny were were like getting faint glimpses of this, it's like now it's just like in stark contrast. It's everything that uh, you know. It's like when um, Will Smith learns about the Men in Black, and he's just like on a street corner in New York. He's just looking around and is like. Oh fuck! Like everything is an alien here, except those two bikers. They're just weird, but everyone else yeah. is an alien. Right? Um, it's it's like everything that was bubbling beneath the surface has has risen. So um, the broadcast indicated a few occurrences happening throughout the throughout the town. Um, you're not quite sure what that means yet, although the there's definitely uh, there were a couple creatures named. Um, the worm creature is definitely a, a, a pretty clear and present danger. Um, that said, you are rather short on information being uh, outside of the city still. But it would seem to you that, yes, um, the uh, this sort of plan that uh, the Gotham Crown had for Helmfirth has, has succeeded and hell is here. Um, okay, I would think that Richter has the wherewithal to know that these are not forces that you fight directly rather it's this the rituals and things like that that you attempt to disrupt or reverse mm-hmm. um that that are bringing them here um would i have a sense of whether the center of town given like the structure of the ley lines or the church would be better places to attempt to disrupt whatever is so the church, Offings. based on your readings of the Necronomicon and the mad ramblings of H.P. Helmfirth, is is the literal nexus point. That is oh, the, okay. the okay. absolute weakest point in the Vale. Okay. Uh, it's where the, uh, the Croatoan died. Yeah. It's where it, its blood kind of seeped into the earth. So um, that is likely ground zero. Um, okay. And if we're going to the center of town, that's not where the church is right the church is on the outside of town um the, the church is uh it's not a dead center in town it is uh close to the center of town it's not really okay. uh on on the edges um okay. but the best way to think about this is like i'm hesitant to break this down to rings but because we don't have a map in front of us you can kind of consider like town square the cent- the absolute dead center of town that's where mm-hmm. the uh the, the the sort of like um execution of um tallahassee happened uh, TJ and uh, sort of the 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 massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like to consider the downtown strip kind of near that. So Helmforth Curiosities and where a bunch of these other sort of shops you've been to are. Um, 
it's the, the the vision I always have in my head is this is so dumb. But the fucking town from Jumanji. I don't know why specifically, but that town just seems like it's got all these little shops, and it's like a very it's like a classic set that Hollywood uses over and over and over again for like small town where there's like the shoe fucking shoe factory and all this other right. weird shit. Um, so similar to that. So like there's kind of the, the central sort of public space and then smaller areas throughout the areas that are relevant to to us for our purposes right now based on the information you have are the church which is just outside the downtown strip still sort of central but but not like dead center of town um town square and of course um helmforth curiosities which is off the downtown strip um the other uh major location that was mentioned in the broadcast was the port um, but that is likely not as high a concern for you yet. Okay. Then I would be advising Red to drive us to the church. I would say, um, um, the verb may be emerging from town square, but all signs point to the origin point, the nexus, as being the church. It is where it all began, and one way or another, and hear this on every level, Red, it is where it is going to end. On that, we very much agree. And she's going to start driving that way. Step on it. Okay, so so when we get there, <laughs> do you guys need me to, like, sneak around and scout it out? Or I'm good at, at sneaking. And he jumps and hits the roof of the car and then falls back. And is like, ugh. And jumping, apparently. Adrian, uh, you're going to stay in the car. Oh, you're fun. No. If you, if you truly are with us, yeah, this endeavor, is there any way you could communicate with your infernal brethren or the other creatures? Is there some way you could convince them to return to the veil beyond the veil? I mean, I don't have any brothers, but I maybe if there's another cat, I could try talking to them. You guys have a cat problem? You're not saying that he's one of these creatures, Richter. And Richter's like looking at Red with just the same amount of dismay and shock. And it's like, is he saying that all cats are eldritch? No, he is not <laughs> an eldritch horror, Richter. No, no, it, it actually makes a little bit of sense if you think about it, based on certain things that I have read. Richter? Yeah. This small cat is not going to attempt to close a portal I have just promised to protect him. And he's not, you're going to have to get over this. He is not some kind of otherworldly being. Oh, I'm okay, going wait, to just so have to. <laughs> you, you think I'm, I'm as fragile as like a plate and you think I'm the devil. Why don't we split the difference here and go, he's tiny, but can be useful. Well, yes, you're tiny, but your usefulness remains to be seen. I don't know. I got to that last place before you. Yeah, that um, was not useful to us. You tips him off to our arrival, small cat. Because I didn't want her to murder a good person. But but Red said she wouldn't do that anymore. So I don't have to go ahead unless it's for sneaky, scouty purposes. And you have to understand that uh, just because somebody might look good, they are not good, catty. But, listen, you said if they were good, you weren't going to do bad things. Exactly. So what are you going to do? Scratch the Eldritch Horde to death? I'm just trying to keep you... And I just- didn't say... I, I, I was clear. I could jump and I could sneak and I could steal things and I can find stuff. If, if there's a room and you want to know who's in it, I could go in instead of Fine. You, like, Fine. I don't know, sh- shooting the door. Caddy, but- uh, can you roll me a stealth check? Yes, I can. 
That is a success. Um, as as much as you want to protect him, Red, as you get closer to the the, the town of Helmfirth, and um, you can see the the sky uh, turning uh, sort of a darker crimson. Um, creatures moving amongst the clouds. Um, what uh, what seem to be um, just kind of like things fluttering through the air uh, and flying around on insectoid wings. Uh, you start to realize that like, this is definitely not going to be a two person job. Um, and as he, as he moves, um, despite wanting to keep him safe, your, your instincts are overridden by your, your, I mean, also your thief instincts. If you had a sentient cat, you could have stolen so much shit. <laughs> and like, you don't like that. That's where your brain goes, but it's just years and years and years of like, always looking for the angle. And also I think years and years and years of just having to contend with Addie bringing fucking <laughs> like sprinkles along for things and being like, these cats are useless, but if they fuck, if they could unlock a door, that'd be so good. Yeah. Um, uh, despite yourself, uh, you, you start to see his value. All right. Adrian, I'll make you a deal. You can scout and sneak and find things for us, but the second that there is any sort of monster to fight, I need you to get somewhere safe. But what if I see something and it's the only way to stop the monster and you can't get to it because you're so big? If we come across a monster that only you can get to for some reason, then have at it. Okay, so we got like a trade promise. I'm going to trust you that when you hurt people, they're not good. And you're going to trust me that I'm not going to do something stupid and then die. Deal. And Grandpa, (sighs) I love you. (laughs) He just says and he pets Richter's face. Richter like leans in conspiratorially to Red. He's like, I have read that cats only meow when around people. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it make sense that uh, some sort of uh, eldritch being would just take it one step further and learn how to speak in a way that we can comprehend it as language? Maybe I'm an eldritch whore, Richter. Have you thought <laughs> and, and about Richter, that? And Richter like reads that as intended and just crosses his arms and sits back. He's like, fine. Fine, Vince's ferocious feline beast turns and kills us all. I'll get to say I told you so before we all go mad. Let's get to the church right meow. Uh, and uh, that is when a body bounces off the hood of the car uh, and uh, cracks against the windshield, uh, leaving a bloody smear as you slam the brakes um, red. Richter? A, a, a bloody smear from all the blood rain or new fresh no, blood no, from inside uh, of a person? New, new fresh blood. Fresh <laughs> okay. blood. Different, it's, different a gore sp- it's a gore spray on Got top it. of okay. our blood rain. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the wipers were working real hard for us uh, to see. They, they are, yeah. But it's like 1930s wipers. So like real hard for them is like... Yeah. <laughs> there's like a pulley system and a crank. You got to feed it with yeah. coal. It's a whole thing. Um, you, uh, you can see um, the church... Like, as you've been arguing and, and bickering, um, you've been paying very little attention to the, your surroundings. Um, ahead of you is where the church uh, should be, or at least the, the general vicinity of where the church should be. Um, instead, there is um, a, a massive, um, think like a, uh, if you see, uh, like when you're walking by a gas station, and there's like uh, gasoline on the ground and it's that kind of um, rainbow slick. That shimmer. Yeah. 
um, there's a, a massive bubble uh, uh, that's kind of got that s- uh, slick, shimmering sheen um, over the church, where the, the church uh, grounds should be. Um, inside, um, there's a, a curl of smoke um, and uh, what, what looks to be almost uh, bolts of lightning um, striking the, uh, the sides and edges. Uh, and you think, um, if you squint through it, you can see a shape a massive shape crouched uh, in the center, um, just sort of twitching and lurching as the lightning strikes it. Um, and uh, you get that same hollow feeling you did looking into the eyes of, uh, of the Croatoan. Um, it would seem that the creature is in the midst of being born, at which point um, a hand hits the, the, the top of uh, the, the hood of the car and um, slowly kind of um, on shaky limbs, um, Richard Chen stands. Um, he's covered in, in cuts and wounds, uh, most of which definitely don't look like they came from your car. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's stripped down to his waist um, with slashes all across his body. Um, and looking kind of through the glass with glazed eyes. Uh, he just smiles and says, isn't it beautiful? It's just like I dreamed. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's got to be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people... Be left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.